You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Alright, welcome back. Episode 93 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this is the Kevin Williams and John Randall episode. So that's a lot of fun. Why uh, is 93 not retired? Um, what is retired for the Vikings? Like 84 is not even retired, which I, I mean, is it 80? Chris Carter's retired, right? Yeah, don't don't put me on the spot like this, because, what is it, 10? I would Fred Tarkenton. Tarkenton. 88? Uh, 88, I would Alan say. Payton. What was Carl Eller? He's probably Wait, retired. 81. Yeah, Carl Eller. Wasn't he 81? Yeah. Yep. But Anthony Carter was also 81. They probably didn't retire until after, Until maybe. later. Yeah. We're, if we feel like we're pretty strict on retiring numbers or it takes a little while. Yeah, there's got to be an offensive lineman. Like, I feel like McTinglehoff might have his retired. He was like 57? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. So We have six numbers retired. Fran Tarkington, number 10. Tinglehoff, number 53. Jim Marshall, 70. Okay. Corey Stringer, 77. Chris Carter, 80. And Alan Page, 88. Okay, so, so Carl Eller is not retired. Yeah. Uh, so he was great, but not not good enough. Apparently he wasn't Alan Page, I guess. Mm. No Paul Krause either. I feel like he's like someone ever talked about back in the day. Yeah, I, uh, I like that we have Corey Stringer's number retired. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, respect. Uh, all right, well, good episode for the 93s. Uh, coming off a good win against the Bears at Soldier Field on Monday night. Who would have thought? Not me, <laughs> not me. Uh, that that was a lot of fun too. It was a s- slow game. Uh, it's what you expected. Yeah. Like before the game, Ben texts me. He's like, "44. That's a kind of a low number for an over under." I was like, "The hell are you talking about?" Like, it's they Vikings. have a horrible offense, and they can stop the run. So who knows what the hell's going to happen with our team? Like, if there's plenty of games where they stop the run and we can't do shit. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised that it uh, was kind of a s- slow, I don't know, it was I, Bears-Vikings. Yeah, I I didn't know that the over-under was 44, but I definitely would have bet the under on that. Even even that seems high. Like, I thought it was going to be 2017, so, like, I'm thinking around 37 points. That it's, it's yeah, I mean, to get to 44, away. both teams probably got to go over 20. Yeah. You know, unless it's a blowout. It's 20, which, that's... 24-21 to hit the over. Basically, yeah. And it's like, I don't see six touchdowns unless, it, you know, because that's three each. Like, They didn't even score a touchdown on offense. Yeah, no, their only uh, touchdown came on special teams, and that was right out of the half. Uh, yeah, big, good old Cordero. Most, most yards they had in the half came on the first play. Uh, they were kept popping up the yardage totals for them in the second half, and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't 14 even, yards? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I, I didn't even realize it, but then all of a sudden the uh, uh, well, the graphic came on the screen and it was like four straight three and outs. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I knew it was, I knew we were holding them, but I didn't even realize that that was four straight. What happened? Like, what happened to the Bears offense? I know it's never been great, but like, I think, they're drastically worse than they were like even last year or the year before. Like, at least they used to be able to use this gimmick shit and, like, move the ball. So I think their lack of having, like, a true running back definitely hurt them offensively because now all of a sudden you're ex- all, 
all you're doing on first down, you're expecting those little swing passes. And yeah. that's exactly what they did. They just, you know, dumped it out here, dumped it off there. Little, like, tosses with Cordell Patterson trying to get I mean, him into open space. When Patterson is, like, kind of like the focal point of your offense, it's probably not a good sign, you no. know? I, there, I was watching ESPN before the game, and, like, Booger McFarland's going off about what a terrible head coach Matt, Matt Nagy is. And, like, I don't disagree, but he's like, you know, Ryan Pace, that, that offense has got talent. Does it like besides Allen Robinson? There, every other player is like a role player. Like, like Anthony Miller. Like that dude is dime a dozen. There's Anthony Millers on every team. That guy's not special. Like, with these fat, slow tight ends. Yeah, like, I, who's he? Ta- who's he referring to? Yeah, I, I don't know where the talent is. Uh, <laughs> like Tariq Cohen's like kind of good, but like you said, he's like a role player. He's like your fourth option at best. They have a bunch of like. Allen Robinson and then fourth option at best guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're missing like that th- other threat. Like, oh, cool, Allen Rob- or Anthony Miller. He's he's neat. It's like, yeah, he's he's like BC Johnson, like maybe slightly better, a little more explosive, but he's just like a fourth string receiver, third string on a if you had two good ones. I don't know. The team sucks. Yeah, I I was not impressed with the Bears offense. Like I uh, I texted you what was that Saturday saying that I think I'm gonna watch a little Bears all twenty two. Oh, that did not last long. Like, I just wanted to watch their offense and, like, see what to expect. I know what to expect. It was just those stupid little dump-off plays on first down, and there's nothing flashy. The only thing cool that happens ever is when Allen Robinson gets the ball, and that's never because they can that's hardly get get it to him. It's kind of why I feel like I'd rather play them with Nick Foles than Trubisky because Foles isn't going anywhere. So when the play's busted, like, he's just stuck there. Where at least Trubisky, like... I, we would get so frustrated with him sometimes when he would break the pocket and run for 20 yards. It's like, okay, that, your best play is a quarterback scramble, and you can't even do that now. Yeah, that's it seems true. horrible. Um, started off 5-1. 5-1, five and, one. Five and, and, one and now 5-5. Five and five. And we Detroit off- and the Bears, both terrible. I mean, I know the Lions won, but like th- these two teams are trash. The Bears 5-1, and one, and everyone knew they were a fraud. I mean... We were saying it from the beginning. Even Bears fans knew knew they were frauds. <laughs> like you can't even you can't even scroll through Twitter without people just going, "Oh, I can't wait for the off season to just start over," because that's what they have to do. It's weird how teams get like in a cycle of the Bears seem to always have a horrible offense. Yeah, like, why can't they get a good offense ever? Maybe for like a couple years with Cutler when they had Elshon and Marshall. Other yeah. than that, like yeah, and then they had like that random good year with Kyle Orton. They had, like, that one year where, uh, who's that, like, it was early 2000s, like, Jim Miller, they got, like, the ball moving, but, like, that's how, like, few and farther. I guess it's because they've never found a quarterback. Like, Cutler's their best one, probably. Yeah, and, well, yeah, a lot of Bears fans hated Cutler, and now they're begging for Cutler. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Nick Foles looked horrible. I can't believe we lost to him in a title game. But that team had talent, unlike this Bears team. Um, all right, should we jump into should we jump into the Troys first, or you want to start with the Teddies? Good or bad? Want to uh, get, let's get the Troys out of the way. Let's yeah, just, let's let's, just... let's go through the bad parts of the game, I guess, and we'll just uh, start with the first guy. We talked about it before. We were gonna like we're not gonna do unit on this one. We're gonna talk guys. I'm gonna talk Dan Chizina. That guy is terrible on special teams. He is so oh. fast, but he cannot control himself. Downing that ball in, inside the uh, the five should have been the easiest thing he's ever done. 
except he got a touchback on that. Contain on the Anthony Miller punt return. Easiest job you can do. Blew that. Blew the tackle on the Cordero Patterson kick return. Like, the list goes on and on and on. You know what's funny about him is, like, it's almost as if he's, like, like a Euro player that came over to the U.S. and he's, like, learning the rules. Like, that's what I feel like on that, on when he's supposed to down the punt. Like, he didn't even look mad at himself. It looked like he did it, and he was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess I did my job. And, like, then the coach maybe had to be like, actually, your foot was in the end zone because you're a moron. But you'll get it. You'll get it. You're new. But he's not new. He went to Penn State. Like, I don't know what this guy, this guy, he just, like, all you need to do is not give up outside leverage on that punt and instead he just goes flying in there it's like the hell is wrong with you and the worst part is is i i hardly notice special teamers like i i didn't really notice much when everson griffin was a gunner i didn't really notice much when cordero patterson was a gunner but i'm always looking for dan chazina now because i'm wondering how he's gonna fuck this shit up it's funny because i get what they see in him because he is real fast he gets down there but like always in the right position too. But he's I don't know there, how but he blows it in the right position. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's been rough with him just running down their full sprint and missing tackles and giving up the you know the outside. But you can't just stand on the one yard line and catch the ball. Like why are you backing up into the end zone? That was just I mean I don't know I can't that guy I, I get yeah, I why they're sorry I get why they're keeping him around because I think they do see like like he has a special skill set. But if he can't get his head fixed, I mean, this guy is just... How How come we can't... You can't slide him to practice squad? You're telling me that he has to be on the active and be playing? I think he does now. Because somebody's going to go, oh, I'll waste a roster spot in a broken year on, like, a sweet special teams guy. But if you didn't... Like, <laughs> is if, he a sweet special teams guy? He's he terrible. Will, like, but like you said, like he's always there. He's super fast. Like He's going to get it. Like He's going yeah. to get it. It just sucks that... We have to do the trial and error thing in like such a such a tight year. Like every yeah, we week's like a playoff game now. We we've won two games in a row where our special teams has been an abomination. Like so, that's why the Troys this week. It's not just special teams. We're breaking it down this these failures one by one because like, the offense and defense have played well, and we're overcoming just horrible special teams play and. It's, I don't know. This this should fire this coach. I don't know who this guy is, this Maloof fella. Yeah, I, I don't know who he is. He's supposed to be like some sort of special teams guru, but I don't remember, uh, uh, what was that, Mike Prefer? I don't remember his units having two straight bad weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is this has been brutal. Um, yeah, Zimmer just chewing him out, too, after the Cordero run back. I'm because s- it, I, it, it, I felt like Zimmer was going into the half because – he didn't really try at the end of the first half. Like, he just ran the ball. I feel like he was like, okay, we're way better than them. We've outplayed them on both sides of the ball. Rudolph and Thielen fucked up a little bit, but we'll be fine. We're up by one. And then he gives up an immediate kick return touchdown. And you know he's like, are you fucking kidding me? The only way I'm losing this game is if it's this idiot giving up points on special teams. Yeah, so why is he even kicking it to Cordero Patterson to begin with? Like, yeah, I guy- don't get that. And, and also, so so Cordero Patterson tied the league uh, record for kick return touchdowns. Devin Hester better p- 
punt returner. Like all of his returns came on punts, then correct? Not all of them, but yeah, he was definitely most more of, of a punt. Most yeah, of them like were the Super Bowl returns. was a kick return yep. against the Colts, but yeah, he was far more punt return beast than kick return. Okay. The two kick returners was Leon Washington and Josh Cribbs, I believe. Yeah, and that's what they said. But Leon Washington definitely made sense. Yeah, Cordell Patterson is the best kick returner in history. I would say, like. He has eight touchdowns and he's in his prime still. Well, let's not even go there. They're like the new special new kickoff rules. Like he's yeah, you shouldn't even be scoring. Yeah, he's getting five yards less to work with. There's no wedge. There's no wedge, and they like make the rules so you don't take the ball out. Yeah, most kickers can boot it through the end zone. You know, not our kicker. Although he did on the first two. Like, how does that happen? Like, you just get a bad kick. Like, what did they decide to do on that one? Were they like, is oh, that, no, we want to pin him back? Is it where were we, like, opposite? Uh, it could be a win, a win thing, yeah. maybe. And I mean, maybe, after that, we started squibbing it, which worked well, out pretty well. And then, I, I don't know, but then you got Dan Bailey, like, he does the line drive kick, and he still fucking kicks it to him. <laughs> he line drived it right in his belly. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know I if I said it. I thought that one was going for six, or at least, like, 60 yards. When he, yeah, I mean, it was... Brutal. Because I mean, no, nobody's ready to break down at that point. Like, they line-drive it right to him. Nobody's in their correct spot. You better off just booting it out of bounds. Let him have it at the 40. Yep. Um, so that was my Troy was the coach. Maloof, this fella. He's, I mean, this is his group, and it has been bad at snapping, bad at returning, bad at, you know, covering, bad at punting. I mean, everything. It's it's, it's just it's not good at all. Yep. So... Uh, so that's so each threw out one. I'm gonna go with Austin Cutting because his snapping has been terrible, and I know he was out for a week. But you don't forget how to long snap after being out for a week. Uh, what is the deal with him? Like, he was fine last year. I think he's got the yips. Yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like he probably does at I, this point. I, I, I like it's funny because like, oh, you know, the yips. So, I, I think he's got the yips. He, he's not been, <laughs> he's not been very good this year. It's bizarre. And it seems like Dan Bailey and Colquitt are real annoyed with him. Like, after the missed extra point, um, the one last week where it was clearly the snap's fault because then the Colquitt couldn't get the ball up, and then this week where they didn't even have a chance to kick it and it just had to be a, the fire drill, and they just look at each other like this fucking young idiot kicker or uh, snapper. Like, he just, he just keeps skipping the ball to us. Like, I don't know what to do with this guy. So... You think you could find a long snapper in the street and just get rid of Cunningham? I mean, I know you probably don't saw, want to. But. Saw some people uh, saying uh, put Kendricks out there, and I don't know one more bad snap, and yeah, let's try Kendricks. He can't be any worse. Even on the first extra point, he had like Colquitt had to pick it up off the ground. Like it's supposed to be, you know, like chest high, and yep. then you bring it down, not like scoop it. So yeah, it's got to be yips. I mean, it's like what he's got an injured arm or something. It's like he doesn't want to throw it over the guy's head, so he's like, oh, I'll just get it to him. It's like, no. It's just like teaching a kid how to throw. Throw it through him, not to him. Yeah, teaching Ben how to play third base. (laughs) Uh, Okay, uh, so you said cutting. I will say, what do I got left? I think that's all I had for special. Well, you know what, K.J. Osborne's uh, partner turns. I mean, I don't know, bobbling that ball and then just go down. Yeah, don't throw it between your legs. Yeah, yeah, and the slow-mo, he literally brings the ball between his legs. I guess, like, once you've bobbled it, just go down. Stop fighting for extra yards. What are you doing? And he hasn't been anything special back there either. I mean, I, I, is there anything good about our special teams? I'd say Dan Bailey's been relatively solid if he had a good holder. 
Yep, I, or, holder and snapper, obviously. Yeah, because I'll, I'll take the KG Osborne one. I I like him. He, you know, he doesn't do anything special to like move the needle or anything. And for the most part, he has been safe until last night. Yeah. Um, but my, I'll just throw my last one. I got Britton Colquitt down. Um, and it's not nothing to do with the snaps or anything, but 30, 32 net yards last night he was averaging or something like that. Worse in the NFL. He's not been punting well. And then he punted it through the end zone. Uh, I know it was like it was basically like, let's just get the punt off. But, I mean, come on. You boot it through the end zone? I know the one, he would have nailed it because Chinez is an idiot. But uh, Colquitt's been bad. And honestly, I was re-watching the, the two blocks in the Detroit game. It seemed like he's kind of taking his sweet time getting that ball off his off, you know. So it's like, I don't know. Oh, I and we like resigned a, him. I feel like a lot of punters take their sweet time, except the really good ones who yeah, are like, like well, yeah, it's just second nature to him, like Johnny Hecker. Like, Can we get a punter like that? Michael Dixon? Yeah. I'd just lo- some I'd... guy that booms it. We got Cole quit. I mean, I don't know. He's just – I don't. I would cut him and get a new punter next year. Like, we, he makes like a couple million dollars. Yeah, I, I don't know if you have to cut him right away, but I'm definitely bringing somebody aboard to be like, yo, like there's no competition. I it's hope funny. this guy can hold, though, because – like, I feel like a lot of those cutting snaps, Britton Colquitt knows what he's doing and is able to save them. It's funny that, like, when we brought in Colquitt and we brought – was it just Colquitt, right? And then it was like, all right, problem solved last year. Uh, we brought in holder? cutting. We brought in cutting as well. He was well, a rookie last year. What was the – remember we had that whole competition with our fucking holders? Well, yeah, and who was who is the punter? Uh, Chad Beebe. Was Chad it, Beebe was doing holds. Was it Weil? Was it Matt Weil? Yeah, I think it was Matt Weil. Couldn't figure out how to hold. So they had like Chad Beebe doing it. They had brought in Vedvik. Thielen was doing it. So like, Cutting was already the, the long snapper because we had drafted him. And they couldn't figure out the Yeah, holds. but he was competing against McDermott for a little bit there too, wasn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh, Colquitt's here. Boom. Everything came in and it was perfect. And all of a sudden, it's falling apart. All of a sudden, Austin Cutting's got the yips, and Britton Colquitt can't uh, punt anymore. Yeah, Whole unit almost, shot. Britton Colquitt seems like he's uh, like, like he literally's washed up now. It's like, how do you get washed up as a punter? What's wrong with you? Uh, they, well, how do you get washed up? You can no longer kick the balls fifty-five yards. <laughs> I guess that would be it. Um, okay. Any other Troys for you in that game? I've got one more I could throw out. I've got one more I could throw out, too. Why don't you do yours? I'll just say the two fucking turnovers that were just so annoying. That was yours also? Yep, yep, that was mine. It was like, I get throwing an interception now and then, or, you know, maybe a big hit and you fumble it, but Rudolph's fumble was so embarrassing. Like, you know you're going to get hit. Just cover the ball. I didn't even think he fumbled it, and then you see all the Bears scrambling for him. I'm like, wait, he fumbled that? And then you see the replay, and it's like, how the hell did he fumble that? That was like a normal tackle. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a normal tackle. It wasn't like he didn't see the guy come in. It wasn't like he guy came from behind or someone did the old peanut Tillman punch or something. Just straight up just, like, got tackled and dropped the ball. And honestly, I don't know. Like, I feel like it was moving in his arms, but he hadn't lost control. But once they called it on the field, a fumble, they're going to call it a fumble. And it was close enough that it's like, why are you dropping the ball, Rudolph? I didn't think uh, he fumbled. Or even think that he thought he fumbled due to, like, his, I don't know, he he didn't, like, rush for the ball or anything like that. So I was like, oh, he didn't fumble. But then 
I was rewatching the game a little bit and I noticed some guy laying like right on top of his legs. I'm like, oh, he literally couldn't get the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, he's just laying there like, where is it? Yep. And then Adam Thielen's, just, I mean, all you gotta do is catch the ball. I mean, he obviously you see Khalil Mack coming at you, so you panic and you bobble it. But th- again, it was like it wasn't a a great play by anyone. It was like we gave them the ball, and it just felt like typical Soldier Field, like. Yeah, and the worst part about both those turnovers, and like like you said, it's like total typical soldier field for two of our most secure ball handlers to just give the ball away. Well, Kyle Rudolph's first fumble loss ever. Oh, is that what it was? I didn't I see that. I thought that's what popped up on the screen, that he's his first time he lost. And then Thielen, somehow me. Thielen, though, he seems to make sometimes a, like, I mean, he's got great hands, but like he sometimes messes up in big moments, like... The Saints game last year in the playoffs, he fumbled on the very first drive. I know there was a Saints game. It was uh, a Thursday night game at U.S. Bank Stadium. I think it was the Case Keenum year. No. No. Maybe it was, the, a, it was, it was Kirk's the first cousin, year. Where Kirk's, Diggs stopped on his route and he threw a pick six. And Thielen, we were like driving on the field. And we were about to go up like two scores before half. And then Thielen fumbles the ball and they run it all the way back like to like 30. And Treadwell got a penalty for spiking his helmet or something. It was a shit show. But Thielen sometimes in these big moments, he try, I feel like he tries a little too hard. Yeah. But this wasn't really that. This was him just dropping a ball to Khalil Mack. Yep, it wasn't yep, like yep. a fumble or anything. So, I don't know. It was just like, don't do any of that shit and we should beat these guys. And it just kept seeming like the whole game like, nope. Oh, Bears, typical Bears. We're going to lose on special teams. We're going to completely outplay them on both sides of the ball, and we're going to lose because we, you know, Kyle Rudolph fumbles. There were two great drives, too. Two great drives that got killed. Yeah, both in the first half. The set, the Adam Thielen one was on the two-minute drive. Yeah, right before the end of the half. Yeah, um, and Rudolph was on the very first drive. Yeah, it was. We it? were moving the ball right down the field. It looked like, oh, okay, Kubiak's clearly got some good stuff dialed up. I mean, the play to Rudolph got, like, 15 yards, and then he fumbled it. Rudolph had his best game of the year besides that fumble. Like, yardage-wise, he had four for 60 or something like that. Yeah, well, with no Irv. I mean, the one play was awesome. It was, like, second and 20. First and 20. Is that what it was? It was definitely like, oh, great, we're backed way up, and all of a sudden he catches it, and there's just nobody by him, and he just goes running down the field. So, Um, yeah, I just can't turn the ball over like that. I mean, we scored 19 points, and I really feel like we could have easily scored high 20s. Like, we moved the ball all day long. I know we didn't run that great, but it didn't feel like there was a lot of three and outs. It felt like we were getting first, moving the ball, and then, you know. Yeah, we, de- we, we definitely should have been up by more points going into halftime. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all the all the Troys I've got. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I mean, I wrote down Cordial Patterson's kick return, but that's, you know, that's Maloof. That's on, that's on him. So let's jump into the good. It was mostly good, right? Yeah, I would say so. I had a if lot you, of fun. It was especially if you take out the special teams play, like basically a domination on defense, and the offense played well. Yeah, you take out the Cordero Patterson touchdown right after half. I I say we probably stop them again, and we would what nineteen to six. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it. That was one of those games where like yardage wise, time of possession wise. You know, total plays-wise, everything you look at, we dominated, except our special teams was terrible, and then we turned the ball over twice. They turned it over once, right? Just the pick yeah. to Harrison Smith? Yeah, yeah, right after, right after the Kyle Rudolph fumble. That was a horrible throw by Nick Foles. What is he doing? Awful. 
Uh, so how about we throw out your first Teddy? I'll just start with the obvious one. We're going to throw out Kirk Cousins right away. Kirk had a great game. I feel like he didn't get enough credit for how well he played. I don't know. I like. I think I it's. He, I think it's because we didn't score as many points as people wanted to see. But I thought Kirk played great. He did his job. He he made plays when he had to. He moved out of the pocket. He had that really nice throw like across his body to CJ Ham early on. Um, mm-hmm. He. It was one of those games where the run game wasn't working. We stuck with it, but like usually in that situation. It's like, great, run game's not working, it's Kirk time. Like, he's got to drop back on third and eight and complete passes, and he did just that. Like, we had a ton of times where it was, you know, second and ten or third and seven or, like, the long yardage where you think, okay, he's probably going to get sacked, and then he would find Jefferson or Thielen or Chad Beebe. I thought he played fantastic. One bad throw maybe was uh, – or did he have a bad throw? Could have threw better to Thielen on that almost touchdown over the middle, but even that wasn't that bad. Thielen could have plucked it. Yeah, I don't remember anything terrible from where it was like, ooh, that could have been picked. Like, you know, that would have changed the game, but. Yeah. I mean, I thought he played really well. well like, yeah, he, ra- he, he ran the offense very well. Like, that was that was top drawer Kirk, Kirk Cousins game. The only blemish, again, was the uh, interception that wasn't really his fault. And Yeah, he, he took a couple shots. I would have maybe liked to see some more shots, but against the Bears, eh. Don't press it too much when you're moving the ball. Yeah, I feel like some people get annoyed when like he drops back and clearly no one's open, but you can't really see it. And then he pulls it down. And it's like, oh, Kirk, you st- throw it. And it's like, ah, just, again, we're playing the Bears. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, and I noticed uh, a couple things watching the All-22 were on the backside of plays. Obviously, he had uh, a couple guys open. And it's like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it would have been nice to have that one there, but... It was on the back side of the play, and he didn't even get over there. So, Yeah. Um, also, love to see him. Uh, they call the old bootleg at the end of the game, and he completes it to Rudolph, and he is jacked up. Kirk, I feel like, likes to keep it all in. He doesn't like to show too much emotion. And then there's just moments where he can't do it anymore, and he just, like, snaps, and he starts freaking out. Like, the you like that thing, that was clearly, like, a giant moment for him where he, like, just had to like and that one on the field there like he was fired up that he got that like it was a huge it was a bold play call to not just run 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 like before that drive I said to Ben I go run 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 then punt like just because I trusted our defense because like they looked horrible and instead I think they ran on first down and then bootlegged on second down or maybe it was on first I think it was on second second. yeah because I went to the two-minute warning right right out of two-minute warning bootlegged to Rudolph wide open great play call you get all the way to their side of the field and like Kirk is fucking fired up you know, he it's almost like he asked for that play and he delivered. Well, it's like his coach trusted him to not screw that up. He's 0-9 on Monday night. They got you know, win this game and you're back in the playoff hunt. You know, it's it's always tough to beat the Bears and like that play basically seemed like it sealed it. They ended up getting the ball back, but it was like, Oh, this is over now. Like it felt like the game winner. Yeah, and I'd love to see uh Kirk like that a lot more. I, I love Honestly, I would too. Emotion. I, I want to see that after every touchdown. You know, yeah. like every single touchdown or every big first down in a big moment. Like, let's go, man. Like, yeah. you, like these guys, Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith, Delvin Cook, like they've all got that like swag, that emotion to them. Like, bring it out. You know? Yeah. I feel like he tries to do the old, like, you know, I don't want to get too high, too low. I'm trying to 
you know, I'm the quarterback, but like, go ahead and bitch at a player if they fuck up. Go ahead and get fired up if you make a good play. So, Kirk Cousins, Teddy, also on my list. I will go with, uh, we'll stick with the passing game, Justin Jefferson. I know Thielen scored the touchdowns, but Jefferson was the man in like big spots. Yep, he was he was the safety blanket, even though he wasn't running just like short routes the whole time. It was crossing routes over the middle. It it was third downs when he needed to play. What was that? Uh, fourth quarter when he had the crossing route over the middle for forty thirty yards. Right after the, Del, the, right after the Delvin Cook thirty yard rush that was called back due to holding. Oh, it was a uh, fifty four yards. Fifty four yards, yeah. And it was uh, yeah, it was like the like a deep uh, like deep in route where he got behind the linebackers and yeah that was like third and long because or second second and long or third and long third and long whatever it was it was another one of those yeah you had a holding call which was a horseshit call by the way um and it moves you back 10 yards and it's like a lot of times with our offense you think well you know i don't know can kirk get out of this and then you know he finds jefferson and Jefferson's carrying guys for 10 extra yards. Which shows, you know, I don't know, the guy plays with fire. He's plucking balls that aren't perfectly thrown, like the slant. Slant on third and 10. It was like he really had to go out and get it. There was one on the sideline right before Thielen's touchdown, the first touchdown, just an out route where, like, it wasn't just right in his chest. He had to, like, he's got great hands. And I don't know. I He's, like. Was that that little comeback route that he had against Cal Fuller in man coverage? No, that's the second Thielen okay. touchdown, but that was a great one too. Like that, those routes are just ridiculous. And he was saying, you know, they're pretty much a zone defense for the most part, and like he's just like, you just got to find the soft spot. And it's like all game long, he was finding the soft spot on the defense. Like, do you just know, find a little pockets. Do you know who he reminds me of? I don't know, but I read one on Twitter that I really liked. What did you? Who did you say? The man he was traded for, Stephon Diggs. Well, it's very similar to Diggs. It's a route running. It's great hands. It's. Like the 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 speed the yep. after the after the catch everything like the man just reminds me of Diggs. It's it's he replaced him so well. We're running the, the same offense, doing the same stuff we did with Diggs that we're doing with Justin Jefferson. Um, who who did you see that you really liked? I'm, Someone I'm said uh, Chad Johnson, and I thought it was really good because what reminded me of Chad Johnson is the body type. Like Diggs and the- or Diggs and Jefferson, they're like how they play is really similar, but Diggs is more of like I mean, he kind of looks like a little shorter on the field. I know he's not, but he's like he's not like long limbed. Like Justin Jefferson's legs seem so long, and then you go watch Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson's definitely got that like thin, but like he's not skinny, but he's just like he is. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he's not skinny, but yeah, and he wasn't the he looks bigger than the six one six two that he was. Yeah, it's weird. To me, like, if I if you watch the game, it's like, Jefferson must be, like, 6'4". Just, like, how long he is. Like, again, like, it's, like, it's just all legs. And, and Diggs was, like, more of a, you know, I don't know, just kind of a normal-looking dude. Yeah, you hear uh, every so often, like, the dude, the, you know, this guy plays big or whatever. Like, that's what Jefferson, Chad Johnson, like, that's kind of, like, the epitome of it. Like, he's 6'1". Yeah. But he plays like he's six four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just Julio threw Jones up. kind of the same way too because he's only like six two. But but he's so he was like six, he's five. thick. Like who? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think Julio's a you know fucking like Megatron out there for how like he's just so like built though. Like yeah. he's probably like another forty pounds heavier than these guys. Like and also Chad Johnson was just such a smooth route runner, which is similar to Diggs and to Jefferson. Hey, hey, hey. 
Um, and they both have great dancing skills, so you know that's what really matters. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Jefferson and what a pick. And I think they're uh, friends on Twitter now. They had a little back and forth either this morning or late last night. I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, they did a whole thing with Chad Johnson talking about the gritty and going into dancing and whatnot. But he uh, that was a hell of a pick. Like it's great to see uh, he's not another Treadwell. You know, who do we get? It was Jefferson, Troy Dye, and I'm gonna. Pick this year, and I'll pick this year. That's the Diggs trade. Yeah, not bad. I mean, not bad. Diggs, great receiver. I think the Bills are very happy with what they got for him. I think if I had to pick one, I'm, I think I'm taking the younger guy and the cheaper contract. Well, like, I'm taking Jefferson just based on the fact that he wants to be here for now, and Diggs didn't. So we're yeah, not even gonna for now. <laughs> he's gonna get mad at Kirk too, like this fucking. No, guy. it's not that he's gonna get mad at Kirk too, but you know things happen. You never yeah. thought like Diggs would want to leave after the year he had last year. It is crazy. Like he, Diggs still put up stats. Although, I feel like at what Jefferson's doing now is going to be closer to like if he kept this pace to like fourteen hundred yards. And Diggs never really wasn't he always like just over a thousand last year though. Didn't he have like? Oh no, it was like sixty for like just over a thousand, wasn't it? No, I thought he had like twelve hundred yards. He last might year. have last year. I know the one year he had like a really kind of it was a the low D reception Fili- count. It was the De Filippo year where he had like ninety catches and like just over a thousand yards. Because he put him in the slot a lot. Yeah, I'm assuming. Let me check his stats. I mean, like, why was he so upset? That's the question. Uh, no, he never had a big yardage year. Talk to me. He had. In 2020, he had 900 yards. Seven, a hundred. He had 73 catches for 906 yards. Oh. In 2020, wait, that's this year. Yeah. He has 900 yards right now. Yeah, he's like the number one. Holy shit! He's the top targeted wide receiver in the NFL right now. They feed him the ball. He's got 100 and he has more targets this year than he did last year. Yeah. He, it, he wasn't hurt last year, right? No, 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 because they just had him running, like, bombs and everything, and then we just ran the football, and then Kirk just spread it out. That is unreal. So he did still never ha- – so the year before he left, he had 94 catch – no, 63 catches for 1,100 yards. Yep, that's so last year. So deep shots, and then the year before that was the DeFilippo year, 100 catches for 1,000 yards. So yeah. kind of slot, underneath. short stuff underneath. So basically, he was. What was the time year? Twenty sixteen. What's his rookie had, year? His rookie year. Rookie year was fifty two catches for seven hundred twenty. And he yards. didn't even start until like week six yeah. or seven. He only started nine games that year. And then the next year, he had eleven starts. Must have been banged up. Uh, Eighty four catches for nine hundred yards. And then sixty four catches for eight hundred and fifty yards. Is that so. tw- is that twenty seventeen then? That's the Keenum year. Yeah. How come he had a? Was he hurt? No, no. Why was, would he only have 64 catches for 850? Because Case Keenum spread it out. Oh, okay. He jumped it off. He threw to Thielen a bunch. I think he had yeah. a really good repertoire with Thielen. And I think Rudolph had like 60 catches that year. Hmm. Okay. Well, I understand why Diggs left because you have 900 yards in 10 games. That is, that's impressive. Josh Allen loves throwing the digs. I mean, I he almost won the game for him last week. Hail Mary. Yeah, sure wish he would have. 
So do I, but we'll get to that. Um, okay, so, yeah, I said, Jefferson, who do you got for your next Teddy of the game? Uh, I mean, Jefferson, uh, Jefferson has 760 yards, so he's only, like, 150 behind Diggs, and he didn't even barely play the first two games, so. Uh, do we, I know you're going to have some people on the unit, well, I think you're, I'm going to just go with no penalties because I feel like we'll talk about the next thing as we go on. No penalties. Okay. Or, 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 or the lack of penalties. Oh, okay. Uh, well, did the defense have any? I don't believe the defense had any. We had two holding penalties. Two holdings. And that was uh, it? One of them was a good call. One of them was ridiculous. Yeah, and I think um, that was all. Oh, and, and the uh, delay of game at the end of the game. We took that on purpose, though, I believe, right? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, we could have blew a timeout. We had two timeouts. Yeah. That was we, smart. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like blowing this timeout. Well, we, we wanted to get the field position, but I didn't know you could decline a delay of game. Yeah, apparently. So it really didn't, like, we gained a second. And then Colquitt proceeded to boot it through the end zone. Yes. So, you know. Uh, yeah, no penalties. That was a nice, clean game. It would have, you know, basically if the special teams cleans their shit up, that would have been a very nice, crisp game all around. Okay. And, you know, we looked real nice out there in the all-white unis. Oh, you Those know, are so my I, I, favorite combination right now. Is that white on white? It looks that's so a good look. Good. I've been yeah, begging yeah. for it for a while too. I even think think so on air. It 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 was a it was a very nice look. I would go with that over our purple pants. I do like all of our jersey combinations. I think we have pretty good uniforms all around. But the, the white on white, uh, like even uh like. The Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss here's those white on whites. So those oh. were super slick. Well, I don't think we had purple pants back with the Chris Carter. I don't think like, we did. White on white was what we always wore. Yep. Like we didn't it was have. It was so good. And even at home, it was purple on white. Yep, purple on white. Uh, by the way, guess what's coming this week? Jerseys. Color rush, and I hate it. Color rush. Uh, you know, I don't mind it against the Cowboys. I think it's going to look sharp. It's going to look sharp against that, you know, white Cowboy jersey. It's going to look good. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, I think as far as color rush goes, like everyone's got to have a color rush. What would you do besides what they're doing? Purple you don't with the have to have a color rush. You got to have a color rush. All That's white. That's the rules. All white. <laughs> That's the, okay. Well, then you couldn't use it as much. So that's a mistake. I don't care. It's very disappointing to me. All right. Next thing I'm going to say. I'm going to say Zimmer. Uh, that third down defense. He was constantly a step ahead of their coordinator like their coordinator would be like okay this time on third and 10 i'm going deep because they're definitely gonna they're not gonna blitz me this time and then he'd fucking blitz the shit out of them and then the next time he's like all right they're gonna blitz me i'm gonna call bubble screen and beat it and then he drops everyone and glad he blows it up like every time they thought they had like every time they just completely nick Foles would drop back and be like oh they're fucked this play ain't gonna work like it just seemed like he was so far ahead of uh, Bill Blazer, whatever the idiot's name is. Like that Bill guy's Blazer. a joke. Uh, but uh, no, the the DJ Wanham twist that it, it took a while to develop, but like I gasped. <gasps> <laughs> I, I saw it, and I, I was watching the game with Nick, and like I gasped. I was like, like <gasps> you, you knew he was gonna get him. I think he ended up with. An incompletion? I don't... Yeah, I think he ends up hitting him, like, in the thighs, and he just fires it. Cause... Yeah, but I, it, it was amazing. I, like So many times, it wasn't like 
you know, like Hercules had a, had a QB hit, but it wasn't like Hercules really did anything. It's because their offensive line had no idea who was coming. Like Kendrick's blitzes, and they just let Hercules run free. You know, there was uh, Eric Wilson on the one sack. Uh, I think Hercules might up getting half the sack. Maybe Wilson got half too, but he comes flying in, clearly gets held because they just they just opened the floodgates. Like they the, couldn't figure out the blitzes at all. The Harrison Smith like daylight uh, break yep. where it's like, yo, you don't have an assigned gap, just just go. And yeah, and, he and he's, his pulse is just backing up. Was that third or fourth yep. down? I think that was third down. Third down. Uh, the one that at least I'm thinking of where, like, yeah. Harrison Smith just comes right up the pipe, and he's just, like, backing up, backing up, backing up, and then just slings it. Yeah, he's, like, just, like, covering the tight end, and then he, like, backpedals yeah. right before he takes off into the A-gap. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, um, and then you even see the announcer is, like, he's, like, what are they doing? Like, you're sending everyone deep? And it's, like, yeah, he didn't think we were blitzing him. And then we blitzed him. And he's like, "Oh shit, I can't throw a deep route here. I'm fucked." Like, yeah, on the same on that same play, DJ Wadham's on on the left end, and he breaks off into coverage on that too. So I believe mm-hmm. he throws it uh, to the right sideline, and I don't know who was the cornerback, but dove and tried to pick it off, but it was like a yard away. So, but. yeah, it was just a clinic in the second. I mean, honestly, the whole game they had one good drive, which is their second drive. So their first drive, they throw the pick to Harrison Smith. And the second drive, they got a couple good little plays to Patterson. They had the one bootleg across the field to Allen Robinson where he tiptoed it. Yep. And that was it. Otherwise, I don't remember. They got three there. And then their second three is because Thielen fumbles it. And Khalil Mack puts it. They got like one good play right after that fumble and got in the field goal range. And I think on that drive, didn't they throw it to like Anthony Miller over the middle? Yeah, uh, he got he like got, 23 yards or something like exactly. that. Exactly. He runs like a little, uh, like he just kind of curls in the middle of the field, soft spot in the zone, gets 20 yards, and then they s- s- stagnate right there. Yeah, I think they can Other than that, down. that's two field goals. And that, like, so since that, I mean, the whole second half, they were d- disaster. They couldn't, it was all three and outs until what, the final drive? Second to last drive, I think second they got a first down? Yeah, second to last drive, I think it was. And then, yeah, uh, so. And then Nick Foles got hurt, and they had Tyler Bray for their final drive. So, like, it was basically over it was i mean it was an ass whooping by our defense on them and it felt more of an ass whooping by coaching than players i mean they played well everyone played well but there were so many times where it was like oh that play was broken no matter oh, what you got because of the play call there. you got yeah. smarted here you got mm-hmm. smarted there like i agree he def matt nagy got flat out out coached by mike zimmer on monday night on national tv uh it was amazing Good thing we didn't fire Mike Zimmer and you know just you know just burn it to the ground. I saw Parcharchi and tweeting it. Little, uh, he was like, for those who don't think Kirk Cousins is clutch, look at these stats. It's like, dude, th- four weeks ago you said we should trade Adam Thielen. We should get rid of fucking Eric he like named like Harris Eric Kendricks. Yeah. Like, even when you have a down year, you don't just start trading off your best players. Like, grow the fuck up. Like, what are you doing? This isn't Madden. It's like, ah, oh, I caught everyone. Screw it. He's playing it like it's his dynasty football uh, league on yeah. league safe or whatever the <laughs> fuck he runs. He gets all cocky when Kirk does good and then when he does bad. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, we got to fire Zimmer. We got to get rid of Kirk. We got to, it's like, dude. I hate football. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll say Mike Zimmer absolutely killed it. He gets a teddy from me. Uh, all right, so I guess that covers mine. I was going to – so I want, like – Defense, 
Yeah, I, I like defense as a whole as well. Um, well, I mean, there was no Mike Zimmer. There's no who like last week. I threw out Chris Boyd as someone who I thought didn't could have played better. I have nobody that I would say like. Who the hell would you say had a bad game on defense? Uh, the Jones fellow who got attacked a couple times, but even he looked good when he got uh, catches yeah, against them. Cu- couple completions. I think he looks really physical. Like he gets in the run game really good. Like I don't mind him. I didn't feel like he he tried. Like I feel like uh, he got beat a couple times, but it wasn't because he was uh, in the wrong position. It's just like it is what it is. Uh, like yeah, the D line rotation. I love that. I, like, I know Yannick's a good player, and he's probably going to get 10 sacks and whatever, but, like, I almost wish we never did that trade, and not because we ended up dropping around, basically, but just because I like... We're just rotating constantly, and they're, like, fresh. They're, it's just, like, a bunch of young guys. I feel, I feel like you're more full of surprises at that point, too, because you're trying to play to each other's strengths, so you're not really aligning in, like, a a base nickel package or anything like that. It's like, yo, we're going to put you here this time, swing you over here. Uh, It's everywhere. Like, Wanamo flip sides. Odenabo's inside, outside, either side. Hercules is playing DN half the time. He's going inside on, you know, certain snaps. Like, it is a great rotation. And then even inside, you got Jaleel, Stefan, Hercules, Armin Watts. You know, Jalen Holmes can bounce back and forth, too. And, like... I don't know if any one guys really stood like out like they're going to be some superstar, but like together they just seem feisty. Yeah, and it, it kind of reminds me of what we did in the Saints game where it was like Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter. Like we're just going to move you around now. And now Zimmer was like, all right, I've got all these blitz packages that I had for Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin that went unused. Let's find, let's use what I have. For like those similar traits, and let's just go deploy it now because I've got nothing to lose this year. Mm-hmm. And it, it is nice to see like DJ Wanham looks like he belongs in the NFL. Uh, Hercules Mata Afa is like he tweeted that he was like I belong in this league, and it's like well you know what you're actually like you went from I don't know was that maybe six weeks ago where we moved into practice squad and he tweeted the clown emoji and we talked about like man maybe it's lights out on old Hercules. He's finally showing what they probably saw in practice all those years, why he made the 53. Um, and then, you know, Odenabo's been solid. He's still solid. And Jalen Holmes looks strong against the run. I don't know. The only one who I still have a little iffy about is that old Jill Johnson. I don't like him. I can't yeah. wait for him to be gone. You can, he's a, he's one of those dime a dozen guys. You can pick him yeah, up off yeah. the street. Yeah, you can, yeah. Like, I don't, know what, I don't know what Tom Johnson's doing right now, but I'm sure at his age he's better than Jill Johnson. Well, it's like, Jaleel, your job is mostly just to plug the run, and you get pushed back quite a bit. Yeah, well, so. I, uh, what, what did I text you uh, about Jaleel Johnson? They had a minus one-yard run, and Jaleel Johnson got pushed back, like, three yards on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good, That's unless he was getting triple teamed. I mean, I don't no, know. No, it was, it was single, it was, uh, it was man-on-man. <sighs> That's Jaleel Johnson. Uh, and before we move off the defense, I'll say Eric Wilson... So I called him a diamond dozen player on Twitter when someone was like, we should trade him to the Steelers for a draft pick. And I thought that was ridiculous. I don't know. He might be better than a diamond dozen player. Like they're talking, the Vikings are trying to give him Pro Bowl buzz on their Twitter. The uh, announcers were bragging him up. Like they were, they were, they were like, he's not the best linebacker, but like stat wise, he's blowing it up. Like three sacks, turnovers, five takeaways and three sacks. He's got like 60 or 80 tackles. I know that like. 
You can throw a tackle, give her. But I'm just talking. He's stuff. He doesn't stat- miss tackles. He's stuff in he's, a stat sheet. Yeah, he's fast. He makes plays. Like uh, I think during the the uh, pot or the game, I text you like trade bar. Like what do we? What do we do at linebacker? I feel like we're sitting pretty good with Kendricks, Bar, uh, Die, Wilson. Like I feel like you're either like trade Bar or like Wilson isn't as good as it seems. You, you know, like I feel like you either love Anthony Barr or you really like Eric Wilson because it seems like that's where a lot of people are right now. Because it, like, you're gonna have to choose which one. Like, I still think Barr's probably the better overall player, but it's close enough to me that I would rather not pay Barr all that money. Now, I'm pretty sure if you trade him, you only save about half of his contract because of dead money. And looking at Eric Wilson, he is a UFA. So, I don't know. He is unrestricted, huh? unrestricted. So, you've got to re-sign him. We can't afford to re-sign him. He's gone. Yep. Which, all right, we'll take the comp pick. I think we're looking pretty good on comp picks again. Yeah, we'll, we we'll, do. we'll get two this year. I saw we'll get a fourth for Waynes and a sixth for Mac. Yeah, I think we even get a one more at the end of the seventh. Uh, no, it sounds like you're only they're only allotted 32 comp picks. And from what I saw, uh, there will be no seventh-round comps. And some six-round comps will be uh, taken out. Because of how many? Yes. I saw it on uh, Twitter today from this guy who works for Over the Cap. Hmm. Because right now, Over the Cap projects us to get four. Okay. I So unless he's changing his, his tune, but maybe he is. Because they have their projected little page here. Because I could have sworn we were getting a whole bunch of them. Like, how could you have 32 in just the first three rounds? That's kind of a lot. Uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, it was like six third-round comps, eight fourth-round comps. Uh, I think it was like... Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, they've crossed out... Yeah. Our Sandejo one and our J-Ron Curse one. Yep. That's a bummer. Yeah, it is. And Trey Waynes should have been a third, but he got hurt and didn't play this whole year. Yeah, because he got bumped down. There's like a guy making a little less than him who got bumped ahead of him. Yeah, you got the guy right above him is Corey Littleton. They're yeah, all less than him. Okay. Uh, Blake Martinez, Javon Hargrave, they're all fourths. So you got to get way up there. I mean, he, Trey Waynes is $14 million a year. Except they're with Jack Conklin. But, yeah, not enough playing time. So that's kind of lame. We lost out on two picks. but. Oh. And did you see they uh, aren't doing, like, the 10-game like, roster thing? And, like, basically... As as of the new rules, we would still get our third round count for St. Bradford. Oh, really? Yeah, even though he was cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I guess we got into some cap situation. I don't think I see any more really teddies. I have one more. Just uh, I thought also Gary Kubiak called a really good game. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's a, I'm that's sure a, a lot one. of people were like, okay, let's ditch the run at some point, which at some points I was even like, all right, the run's not working. But – he just seemed to dial up plays where he was getting receivers open all game long. And it wasn't just because Justin Jefferson's really good or feeling really good. Like there was times, like you said, where like Kyle Rudolph would just be all by himself. And it's like, well, that's must be a good play call. Like a lot of zone beaters were just, we had guys open. Yeah. We ran like 70 plays compared to their 40. So mm-hmm. he, he held on to the ball, which is like what we need to do against the bears at soldier field 
on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Usually, like, we're the ones going three and out four times in the second half or whatever. But, no, Kubiak called a great game. Uh, it's crazy to think Cook ended up with 30 carries. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't working. I mean, he had with 96 rushing yards, but, like, for the most part, it really wasn't that exciting. No, like, but it was, it, was, it was three yards here, four yards there, two yards mm-hmm. here. It, and then once Hakeem Hicks got out there, he's, you know, a couple of 12-yard runs, boosted that up a little bit. That man's the best player on that defense. Like, I know Khalil Mack's really good, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. I know they've got a lot of good players on that defense. It's Hicks. It, it's Hakeem Hicks. That that defense doesn't do anything without that man in the middle. What was his problem, though? Like, why is he so mean to Dalvin Cook? Uh, I don't know. Like, the announcers were saying they it goes back to, like, last year, the year before. Um, a real jerk, if you ask me, I'd say. You know, <laughs> lay off our running back, dude. Did you see when Jefferson was getting into it with someone and, like, Akeem Hicks grabbed him and pulled him back? <laughs> Jeff, Justin Jefferson, like, had, like his face went, like, white. He's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. What this did guy I do? <laughs> yanked me so easily. Um, yeah, honestly, I would say Hicks, like, he means so much to that defense. Like, what did Khalil Mack do besides the interception? I don't even remember him. I don't like, remember. Like, Brian O'Neill shut him down, from what I could tell. Yeah, I remember, what was that, two years ago when they first got him? Oh, man, it was a nightmare. Even last year, he was a nightmare. And, uh, he's lost a step or something like that. That's for sure. The, the long-term prospects for that team is brutal. No quarterback. Allen Robinson's the UFA, right? Yep. Defense is uh, getting older. Yeah, like you're kind of like this is their 2017 Vikings. You like this is their prime guys like Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack. Like yeah, they're all getting older. Danny Trevathan, that guy's got to be close to the end. Eddie Goldman, I believe he's still around, but he's always hurt. And he's COVID. I think he went out for COVID the whole oh, year. Like Pierce okay. did. Um, I mean Robert Quinn's who they signed. Like they have no. Who's their young stud? Who have been their draft picks lately? Roquan Smith. Okay. Oh, I mean, oh, that's a, oh, draft picks. <laughs> Traded them. Oh, yeah, for Khalil Mack. Yeah. And for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I mean, that whole team, it all comes down to you took Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. Like, it wouldn't matter what you had on. Like, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, uh, you know, I don't even know their other receivers. It doesn't matter. Cordell Patterson. And, it doesn't matter. Mahomes would make them really good. I mean. And the fact that, that Ryan Pace seemed to have made his decision in, like, November of that year or whatever it sounds <laughs> like. Have you ever read yeah. any of those articles? Yeah, where, I've. I, I he was love locked those articles. In. I love those articles. <laughs> it just sounds like Ryan Pace made his decision in November going, oh, he's coming out in the draft? Oh, yeah, he does have some good tools. Oh, I do like those qualities. Oh, but, you know, we've got Deshaun Watson, Heisman runner-up, lost national, national title, won yeah. the national title. Oh, yeah, he wins games, but you got this Mitch Trubisky fellow who got beat out by some other guy the year before. Okay, well, there's this guy, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's really raw. He can move around the pocket. Rocket arm. Yeah, but have you ever seen this Trubisky fellow from uh, North Carolina? Got beat out by Marquise Williams the year before. Sounds like he can't even lead a football team. I want him. You know who else did that that I read about and heard about uh, is the GM that drafted Blake Bortles. So, yep, I've heard about that too. He was basically like a year before, like, he's fucking Blake Bortles guy. This guy looks good. Now, I don't know who else is in that draft, if he missed on anyone. It was the Teddy B, Manziel, Derek Carr. David Carr. Carr. Uh, is that, that's not Kaepernick. No, that's the da- modern draft. That's Dak was Dak. in that draft. Blake Bortles, not a great pick, though. No, Dak was not in that draft, I lied. But yeah, no, Blake Bortles. Yeah. I mean, 
if you're going longevity wise, I guess if you're taking a quarterback, it's Derek Carr. If you don't mind dealing with a blown knee situation, I'm taking Teddy, number three overall. Doesn't matter if he blows his knee out. That's, That's another one where it was like Teddy was really good in college and like, Blake Bortles was not. Remember, he was just some dumb fuck. Yeah, Teddy was like top ten, projected top ten, like overall. Yeah. Throughout the entire process, and then the Jags took Blake Bortles. Well, it's because he had the bad pro day because he didn't have his gloves. Yep. Remember? It was like, oh, this guy's inaccurate. Even though, like, he was known for having amazing accuracy. It's like, oh, this guy, he can't be good. This this happens too much where players that didn't dominate in college, it's Justin Jefferson, fifth receiver taken, dominated college, and they take Jalen Rager over him. Oh, it's overanalyzing. All of a sudden, you just stare yeah. at something long enough, and you're like, yeah, but what are his, what can't he do? Yeah, that's how, that's the the whole Belichick thing. He's like, don't tell me what a guy can't do. Tell me what he can do, and I'll like learn how to use him. It's like they start picking apart good prospects and start going, ooh, what's this guy? Oh, he only had 600 yards, but his quarterback was bad, so he could have been a god. It's so weird how like speed over everything now yeah. with a lot of like prospects. Quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I for a, I mean, the it, quarterback like, the thing, thing. I feel like before it was the height yeah. thing with quarterbacks. It was it's, if he's not six foot three, six foot four, can't play in the NFL. And I feel like the Bortles and the Trubisky one are just typical, like ooh, big, strong, you know, a big, strong white guy. You know, looks the part. You know, I'm not gonna take this scrambler from Texas Tech. You know, this guy looks like he doesn't. He's you know a bit of a renegade out there. You know, they want the pocket passer and. They should probably just draft the guys that tear up the you know the league, not you know Mitch Trubisky who can't even get the starting job. Anyways, enough about the horrible Bears. The Bears and Lions both really looking down the barrel of some bad future. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Although at least DeAndre Swift finally got the ball some. Um, anything else about that game? I wrote down that I just really missed Irv Smith a lot. I just yep. like him. Uh, Kyle Rudolph had a solid game, but it was like he also can't separate versus man to man anymore. It's got to be those like curl routes against zone where he finds a soft spot. Yeah. Like, I thought he got pass interference on the one, though. That was, I thought they missed that call. Didn't that guy have his arm completely? Yep, yep, yep. So, anyways, uh, other than that, yeah. Um, I feel like that's it for the Vikings game. Uh, before we go, though, uh, Vikings, uh, they cut Pat Elfline. We should mention yes. that. Yes, they did. Uh, kind of surprising. Definitely a lot of people like, why? Why would you do that? Why not keep him as a backup? Nobody wants to see Drew Samia again. Uh, I think we both came down on he probably was a little salty, and they just said, let's get him out of here. Yeah, and he's, what, he, we saved 800, 900K. Yeah, which turns into a couple year. million the rollover. Yeah, exactly. Either that maybe, or we'll, like, spend it elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is what it is. It's not like we were ever, um, we were always looking to replace him the last couple years. Yep. So it's and, not like we cut a great player. We just cut a guy that's better than Drew Samia. And we were talking about, like, what do we do when Elfline comes back? Like, you can't, like, the offensive line is playing well enough. You can't just dismantle it due to Elfline being a third-round pick. And yeah, that's, he needed to be a backup, and maybe it was like, okay, he's not happy. Let's just let him go be a starter somewhere. The Jets claimed him, by the way. Um, so we traded Dozier for Pat Elfline. It's okay. <sighs> And we came out ahead. You know what? Uh, similar to you saying that we can't change the O-line. I was listening to PA today, and he goes, Chris Boyd and Gladney have got to be the starters here on out. And I'm thinking, ah, 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 no, 
No. Um, Dantzler's back. He's plugged right back into that outside corner job. Like, Chris Boyd played well today. I'm not sure how much of a threat the Bears offense really is. And I thought, I mean, he gave up a touchdown to Marvin Jones, so it's not like he had the greatest game. Like, I got no problem benching Chris Boyd when uh, Holton Hill, Hill or Dantzler uh, comes back. Well, and I don't even know how bad they're all hurt. but I bought me a Dantzler jersey, so I'm hoping he's the starter when he comes back. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Chris Boyd has looked just as good as Chris Jones, you know? Like, they look like they're doing a fine job, but it's... Put the young guy in there that you think has the long-term upside. But anyways, Bears, uh, nice L, Vikings 4-5. and five. Should we hit the lines? Yeah, let's hit the lines real quick. All right, let's see here. We can't take a break because we're virtual here, so can't trust the old... See, uh, I do believe the Thursday game is Cardinals. Uh, what is Seahawks. Cardinals Seahawks. What do you got for a line in that one? Uh, really a bummer that the Cardinals won. I mean, that was the one that it, they should have been closer to us in the NFC playoff race. Although, have you looked at the AFC? There's like nine teams or eight teams that are six and three. It's fucking bizarre. Oh, really? Or that are six or three or better. Oh. Like, I was listening to Bill so Simmons' podcast, and he was talking about the Patriots. A good team's going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, and he's like, oh, wait, no, we're screwed. Like, even though we're four and six or whatever, like, there's no shot. with. We need to jump one team. If we were in the AFC, we'd have to jump, like, five teams. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I know, like, the Raiders were a lot better than I thought. Well, it's like Raiders, Dolphins, Browns. There's it's it's a slew of teams that are six and three. That's 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 funny because those are like the three teams who have been bad for so long: Raiders, yeah. Dolphins, Browns, and they're six and three, right in the hunt. Proud of them. So Cardinals at Seahawks. What do you got for a line? Uh, I'm gonna go Seahawks or Cardinals minus three and a half. It's Seahawks by three and a half. Oh. <laughs> You don't think the Seahawks should be favored? No. They're the one they beat them once already, right? The DK Metcalf rundown. Oh, that's true. Oh, it's in Seattle. It's in Seattle. Oh, okay. You meant three and a half Seahawks. Whoever the yeah, home team yeah. was. Yeah, but you got it. You nailed it. Hundred percent. It's just a great job by you. Uh I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I d I'm not big on the Seahawks covering that, but I'm gonna stick with it. No. I do think the Seahawks are going to win. I feel like everyone's a little too hot on O'Kyler right now. Uh, he, he might win MVP, so we'll see. So, uh, next up is Falcons at Saints. I'm going to go Saints minus four and a half. It is Saints minus four and a half. All right, Look at you. A uh, little Jameis Winston, I expect. Uh, a lot of Taysom Hill probably sprinkled in there. Drew Brees broke some ribs, collapsed along, you know, broke, usual. Broke. Ribs on one side the week before, broke ribs on the other side this week. I don't know. He's done. Yeah, so Falcons at Saints. We definitely want the Falcons to win, I guess, to pull back the Saints some. Um, I, it's I hard. Know. It's Maybe. I don't feel like like if the Falcons are a playoff threat, that's a problem. So no, we need them to. It's not that. I mean, what, the Saints are 7-2. and two. They've won six in a row. Yeah, but they have Jameis Winston now. Like, I know you think Drew Brees is totally washed, but Jameis Winston also throws three turnovers a game, so maybe they could lose some games here. Maybe we but gotta he's catch got somebody. La- he got LASIK. I mean, yeah, he got know, LASIK. We'll see. Is he colorblind? I don't know. Uh, it, I'm gonna take the Saints in that one though. Nah, mm. I feel like the Falcons are a good bad team, or uh, what do you put it? They're a competitive team that isn't good. Yeah. 
I, I but, agree, but I'm going to take the Saints. I'll take the Saints as well. Bengals at the Washington football team. Uh, it's going to be Bengals minus one and a half. Bengals. Oh, it is Washington by one and a half. Washington by one and a half. I'll I'll take Washington by one and a half. Bengals suck. So do Washington. That's such a bad game. That's a bad game. I'm going to take the Bengals. I don't. Alex Smith. I know it's fun and all, but guy sucks. Um, is that rude to say because he broke his leg? No, it's not that. rude. It's <laughs> rude if we don't say he sucks. Yeah, then I'm being something. Uh, next up is the Detroit Lions. We're coming off a huge win over someone. The Redskins. Oh, the Washington football team. Washington, okay, over Alex Smith. Uh, they are at the Panthers. It sounds like Teddy B is going to play. It sounds like he's going to practice. Because he's an uh, Iron Man. Oh, yeah, he's not going to sit out. Uh, unlike Stafford, who's pansy and probably sit this one out uh i think mccaffrey's out though so what do you got panthers home against the lions uh lions minus one and a half panthers by one and a half you are like guessing the line but for the wrong side uh i think we definitely want the panthers to win i mean it doesn't again these these two teams need to be relevant for us to have a shot yeah i i see that's like a bad game for us because what the lions are four and five and the panthers are three and six I think that's correct. Might as well, yeah. Panthers win. They're, they're Make not, them both yeah, they're four not, wins. They're not making the playoffs. Lions aren't making the playoffs either. either but just get ahead of them. Not combined. Yeah, I don't need them. In our just bugging us, you know. Get get out of here, Detroit. I'll take the Panthers. Next up is the Patriots at the Texans. Uh, Texans minus two and a half. How are you doing this? It is the Patriots minus two and a half. <laughs> okay. This is insane. You've done that three times in a row. Um, I'm going to take the, the Texans over the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots. Okay. I, I don't blame you. I, I'm i just picking Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I feel like I do that too much. And he lost to the Browns last week, and I don't believe they scored a touchdown. So No, it was 10-7. to 7. So they did end up scoring at the very yeah. end? Yeah, because it was an ugly game for quite a while. Uh, next up is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. The Philadelphia Eagles, are they right now currently first place in the NFC East? Well, they lost to the Giants, so I think, yeah, they're half game. Half game up. Because yep, they have a it is pathetic up. tie. Yeah, uh, so Eagles at Browns. Browns minus four and a half. Browns by three, and I agree with you. It should be higher. Why are we not like the Browns are a six and three team? Not that they looked great though against the Texans, but that run game's back. The you got Eagles lost to the Giants. <laughs> the Eagles are bad. They're a bad football team, bad quarterback, bad coach, bad ownership, bad stadium, bad city, bad bad, bad fans. fans. Yeah, yeah. Just a let's trash go Browns. place. Go, let's go Broncos. Let's go Stefanski. Uh, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 11 and a half. Pittsburgh by 10. Okay, whatever. I'll take it. Pittsburgh. I'll take Pittsburgh. Although the Jags, they were 14, 13 and a half, 14 point dogs to the Packers, and they played them tough. Yeah, but, you know, the Packers. Close enough to piss too. me off. Close. Like, I, w- I wish they I, would. I was, oh, it. Like, is this Luton guy going to pull it off? And then he just completely floundered on the last drive. Couldn't even get that field goal attempt off. Um, Didn't even They couldn't even field goal went to done shit. They couldn't even get a Hail Mary off. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. Uh, next up is Titans at Ravens. Uh, Ravens minus two and a half. 
Ravens by six and a half. Oh, I feel like people are really starting to sour on this Titans team. Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans to cover. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is like the Ravens didn't look good. They lost to the Patriots. Like Lamar looks like he's completely lost that magic. They they don't get anything downfield. That eh, team sucks. I'll take the Titans also. Next up, Dolphins at Broncos. Where are all the NFC teams? Jesus, this is AFC, AFC, AFC. Dolphins at Broncos. I'm gonna go Dolphins minus three and a two minus two and a half. Dolphins by three and a half. I almost got it. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I am too. That Drew Locke guy looks like a bum. Yeah, and that Dolphins defense is really good. Tua looks sharp too. True. Got a quick release, fires it out there. I like that guy. Uh, next up, another AFC battle. If you want AFC, you're you're here. Uh, Jets at Chargers. Char- Someone's got to win. Someone's got to win. Chargers minus five and a half. Chargers by eight and a half. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Can, are the Jets going to win a game? No. I feel like that Patriots were Flacco had a little magic in them, and they almost did it. I feel like that was it. That was the peak. That was prime time. Like, they're, they're not getting any better than that. that. Yeah, the effort level's never matching that. So I, this could be another 0-16 team. Uh, we will skip the next game because they're uh, your hometown Vikings. So we'll go to the Packers. At, we played four twenty five, huh? Yeah, we were gonna be the, we were supposed to be America's game of the week, but we both aren't good this year, so. So did they move it to the Packers Colts? Yeah. Oh, so Packers at Colts. Who do you got? I kind of like being a three o'clock game because then you can watch like there's always more noon games. You watch all those and then you go into the Vikings game. It's kind of cool. Uh, Packers at Colts. Packers at Colts. I'm gonna go Colts minus one and a half. Colts by two and a half. Hell this yeah. is a game the Packers could lose. They yep, could lose. This I'm, game. I'm taking the Colts in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts, too. I mean, Packers barely took down the Jags. They lost to us. That Colts I mean, defense, very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Phillip Rivers just doesn't do anything stupid like Phillip Rivers tends to do, they should win that one. So I'll take the uh, Colts as well. Uh, Sunday night, Chiefs at Raiders. Andy Reid fired up that they drove their bus around the stadium a few times. John Gruden was like, well, you know, the bus driver was running his mouth, so we made him drive. I'm going, I'm going Chiefs minus six and a half. Chiefs by seven. Chiefs by seven. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs too. Revenge game. The revenge of the bus. So get ready. Mahomes uh, is going to air it out. It's going to be fun. Really good Sunday night game, I think. Chiefs, the Chiefs Raiders. And then Monday night is Rams at Buccaneers. Another beautiful matchup. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm going to go... At, at Rams or at Bucks? It is at Bucks. At Bucks, uh, Raymond James Stadium. Bucks minus three and a half. Bucks by three and a half. You nailed it. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take those stupid pesky Rams. Uh Bucks at home. Fuck it. I'm gonna take the Bucks because they were embarrassed on primetime last time, so they're gonna come ready. Tom Tom Brady's gonna fight off the Rams. Um, I would guess we would be rooting for the Bucks. I don't know. I don't know who to root for anymore. We need this week to play out, and whoever loses, it's now you're the one I want to keep losing. Yeah, you know? it's between the like NFC West and the NFC South teams. Like, if the Saints lose to the Falcons, and whoever, like between the Niners Cardinals or yeah. Seahawks Cardinals game, like the yep. loser of that game, that that team's who I'm going to start rooting against. Yeah, because they're all tied right now. It's like, what the, I don't know what to do. 
So yeah, I think what we're league. hoping is Saints lose, Bucks beat Rams, and Bucks run away with it. Cardinals Saints fall back. Cardinals beat Seattle. Uh, Seattle that wasn't either beat, or. Seattle beats Cardinals because I feel like Seattle's going to be with it all together, and I feel like you could potentially break the Cardinals' hearts right here. Yeah, put them down to six and four instead of seven and three because I feel like mm-hmm. the Seahawks are. More apt to come back from six and four. Honestly, I'm chasing down the Packers. Let's go. Fuck it. We looked at their schedule and it was a little easy. Yeah. But they almost lost to the Jags. Team soft. Uh, all right, so three o'clock game, three twenty-five. Cowboys. Believe Andy Dalton's back. It's going to be at Minnesota. And it's what gonna do you be got for Vikings minus five and a half. Vikings by seven and a half. I'm taking the Vikings. Let's go. You have to. That I mean, offense come is on too now. good. Um, How are they going to stop Kirk Cousins and Delvin Cook? They couldn't stop him last year. Yeah. And Dak Prescott's what kept him in that game the whole... I mean, their offensive line is decimated. Zeke Elliott looks like he's still recovering from whatever COVID issues he had. Like He looks like he's shell of himself. Uh, Andy Dalton's terrible. But... I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean, we lost the Falcons when we thought that was an easy one. But they, they've traded off Everson Griffin. They we've cut played, down Terry Poe. We've played the Cowboys when they were even better. You know, Way better them. last and year. They were stacked. Them. I'm not like in, in Dallas with fans. We always beat Dallas, except for that one Thursday night game. But we always beat Dallas. I'm not worried. Vikings yeah. by a million. Um, Trayvon Diggs, I believe, is also out. Yep. Didn't he get hurt? So, like, yeah, they are. They're pretty decimated. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Vikings, which if we win that, we're five and five. Sitting pretty. If the Packers lose, they're seven and three. If we beat the Pack oh, we don't play the Packers again, don't we? No. Mm. It's tough to catch them, huh? Yep. Yeah. But got the win over the Bears. Now you got Cowboys, Panthers, Jags. Yeah, that's three and oh, seven and five going into the Bucks game. All right. I mean, that sounds like a good way to, you know, get on a nice run here. I'm really going to be annoyed if we go 10-6 and six and miss the playoffs. So. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be even kind of annoyed if we go 9-7 and seven and miss it because there's seven playoffs teams. Especially when the fucking Giants or some asshole Eagle team is going to get in there with, like, five wins. Yeah. It's, it's going to be annoying. Be and knowing annoying. that, like, Madison runs to the right a little bit. We beat Seattle. You know, we've been through it. We've been through it. But, like, it's frustrating. Um, okay, well, is that about wrap it up on your end? Yeah, I think we're good here. All right. All right, see Let's you guys. Go Vikings.